Hello and welcome to this edition of Deeper. It is so good to have you join us today. Um, we are looking at the Psalms of Ascent and uh, we're kind of almost drawing to a close now, just uh, another week of that. Uh, and today we're looking at Psalm 124. Beck preached on this psalm uh, on Sunday and did a fantastic job with it. If you've not yet watched that, I would encourage, encourage you to watch it. Um, it's, a, it's a great sermon. So uh, why not read Psalm 124 now? Let me encourage you, as I have been, read it in a couple of different versions. Take your time over it. Allow the words just to sink deep into your soul. So why not press pause now, uh, read Psalm 124, and then restart the video. So what do we have here? Well, we have uh, repeatedly over these weeks talked about how the Psalms of Ascent were used by pilgrims heading to Jerusalem, um, and even perhaps from Jerusalem, uh, and how they reflected something of um, the anxiety around the journey, the hopes for the future, um, the sense of the presence of God, all of those kind of things. And uh, what we have here is a psalm that is actually very like Psalm 121, which we looked at last year. It's a psalm that uh, it looks back at how God had protected the people of Israel. You'll notice if you look carefully uh, that it says uh, uh, Psalm, if you look at it kind of under the, the title Psalm 124, uh, it'll probably say something like uh, Psalms of Ascent of David. Uh, and of the 15 Psalms, four of them are attributed to David and one to Solomon and the others we don't know who wrote. Um, and this Psalm seems to be um, referring back to some of the dangers and adversity David faced and also the people of Israel faced, um, perhaps before he was king and certainly during his kingship. Um, it seems to be alluding to that. There are also, as Beck said on Sunday, kind of some allusions to the early history of Israel at the same time. And what is, what's clearly happening here is that as the pilgrims remind themselves of God's protection, they are also reminding themselves that God will protect them on this journey that they're going on. Uh, and that would have been a key um, part of the the ritual as they headed towards Jerusalem to remind themselves that on this dangerous journey that they are heading on, that God is with them and that God will protect them. So let's look at it verse by verse. And we're going to look at verses one and two because they are uh, very similar. Uh, if the Lord had not been on our side, let Israel say, if the Lord had not been on our side, where men attacked us. And uh, there's a question there, isn't it? Which again reflects, as I said before, reflects Psalm 121, which was, where does our help come from? Here, if the Lord had not been on our side, then where would we have been now? God had protected us. God had saved us. Where would we be without God? And that's perhaps a question we can all ask ourselves, isn't it? And it is actually a question I'll ask at the end. Where would we be without God in our lives? It was, I don't know where my life would be, but it would have been in a, not great, to be honest. Uh, when I think about how God saved me, he brought me out of a fairly dark place in my life and saved me and has protected me ever since. Um, and it's an important question for the people of Israel to ask, because time and time again throughout their history, when difficulty came, they turned to other gods and idols, they turned to uh, stronger allies and other nations to help them in their time of need. 
when actually God was saying, turn to me, turn to me. And here they remind ourselves, look, if the if God hadn't been on our side, where would we be now? We'd have been nowhere. He has been our protection. And, that, you know, the psalm, the whole psalm reminds us that Yahweh wasn't just present with the people of Israel. He actively worked on their behalf. Um, and I love the, the little line there where it says, uh, let Israel save the Lord's not been on our side. In other words, let this be your testimony. Speak it out. There's real power in speaking out your testimony because it reminds you not simply of what God has done, but who he is. And that is vital for us, that we keep on remembering who he is. To have a good theology of God is key to our growth. It was the duty of all Israel to declare God's goodness and his protection from one generation to another. It was, in a sense, this whole thing a reminder of God's faithfulness to Israel and a call to be faithful to him. And then we go on to verses uh, three to five. Um, verse two kind of finishes with uh, the men attacking the people of Israel. And verses three onwards kind of enlarges on that and provides real kind of picture Im imagery of what that uh, was like. And basically says, uh, says it the same thing four times over. It emphasizes the danger they were in at different times in their history. And so um, what we have here, we have uh, uh, when their anger fled against us, they would have swallowed us alive. In other words, they would have been completely devoured by their enemies if it wasn't for God. They'd have been completely and totally destroyed. Uh, then next line is the flood would engulfed us. In other words, we'd have been overwhelmed by our enemies. Our, our enemies would have overrun us. Uh, and the next line, um, the torrent would have swept over us, the raging waters would have swept us away. In other words, we wouldn't have just been overrun, we'd have been taken away by our enemies. And ex that is exactly what happened uh, after this was written in the uh, times of the exile where the enemies of um, Israel came in and overran them and then took them away. It is almost a prophetic uh, verse because that is exactly what happened to them. They were swept away, taken into exile into other countries. And the repetitive nature of this emphasizes the danger that Israel had been in time and time and time again. And if it, just thank God that he saved them and protected them. And then we have verses six and seven. And here David is kind of, he's, he's looked back, he's reminded himself of the protection of God and he starts to praise God. Praise God. Praise God. And he says here, uh, who has not let us be torn by the teeth of our enemies. And there's almost an image of um, a kind of wild animal attack. Uh, and then the next line is almost of a, an image of um, being entrapped by other people. Uh, and again, we see that in David's life, that he was constantly facing traps from the enemy. Um, so there's two new images here that come in. Um, and both of them, they kind of almost reflect the journey that the people would have been on because their biggest danger 
would have been wild animals and the traps of thieves and robbers who would want to take what they had. And they escaped these traps. Why? Because the Lord was on their side. And so the last line says, Our help is in the name of the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. And again, there is another reflection of Psalm 121 there where it talks about God being the maker of heaven and earth. See, there's no need for us to be afraid when we know that we have God on our side because he is the maker of all that has been made. Of all that we see around us, of every danger we face, he is the one who created that and can protect us from it. And so there is that last line that points us back to God and points us back to him who is the, uh, who's bigger than every problem that we face, who is bigger than every danger we face, who can protect us from all things. So for a moment, let's uh, just think about what's the application of this for us and go a little bit wider. So what do we take from this psalm? Uh, it, it is really quite a simple psalm, isn't it? It is all about God's protection. But um, I think firstly is, is simply that we need to constantly remind ourselves of what God has done for us. You know, uh, Beck uh, said on, on Sunday that, you know, we need to be able to tell the stories of God's goodness. We need to keep telling a better story to each other about what God has done compared to the stories that we hear around us of either church decline or uh, the decline of the town and all those kind of things. We need to tell a better story, a story of the goodness and the protection of God over our lives. And uh, constantly saying that, constantly reminding ourselves of, builds our faith. And you know, there is there's power in our testimony. The Bible says that there is real power in our testimony because it can shape faith. It can shape our lives. It can draw people into a relationship with God. We need to constantly think, well, what's today my testimony of God's goodness? Not what his goodness was 10 years ago or 20 years ago or some time in the past. But what's, what's my testimony today? What's he doing for me? And God's protection, the second point I want to bring up, is that it doesn't mean that we don't face danger. If we didn't face danger, there'd be no need for his protection. But the fact is we do each and every day, I mean, this last 18 months, wow, you know, who'd have thought? But each and every day we can face all sorts of dangers. Uh, and God never promises uh, that he would keep us from an, uh, from danger. He never promises an easy life, but he does say he'll be with us. It does say he'll protect us. David faced almost daily danger in his role as king, but was never overwhelmed by it because he knew the power and the protection of God, his maker. And we need to have a better theology of God. I think I've said this a couple of times. Uh, all too often, our theology of God is shaped by the kind of, um, almost the, the, the kind of old wives' tales about God. And, you know, there's, there's all sorts, I saw something recently uh, that talked about, you know, dead people being angels in heaven. And that's just not true. That is simply, uh, that's, that's just kind of folk religion. What the Bible says is that angels are completely a uh, uh, new set of, of beings. They are different to us. And we need to remind ourselves of what the Bible says about God. 
and not simply live on our experiences or other people's experiences, important as that is, we need to shape that and temper that by our understanding of the gods of Scripture, who is both the maker of heaven and earth. We need to keep coming back to who he really is. Sometimes our experience of God can be either warped or our understanding of our experiences can be particularly warped. If we are not rooted in Scripture, we always run the danger of allowing our experiences to shape what we believe into something that is unscriptural. And so I want to encourage you to keep coming back to the Bible and remind yourself of who God really is. The Bible is the whole story of of God's involvement in earth, providing for us a way of salvation, a way into new life, a way into relationship with him. And we need to keep coming back to that. There are always times when our experience, or at least our perception of our experience of God, seems to fall short of what we, we expect. And that can leave us feeling deflated, demoralized, disappointed with God. But when we come back to scripture, we are reminded of something that we don't always see the bigger picture. We don't always see what God's doing. We don't always see the the potential of what God can do in the future. We tend to focus on what God hasn't done rather than what God has done. What has God done in your life and what is he going to do in the future? That is shaped by our understanding of scripture. How we see God will change the way you view the dangers that you face in life, will change your view of yourself, will change your view of how you live out your life here on earth. So I want to encourage you to get into scripture. So let's finish now with uh, some questions for you to consider. So we're going to go a bit further now with some questions for you to consider. These questions are particularly good in groups because I want you to be able to tell some stories of God's goodness. And um, the first question is a, is a kind of story question. Uh, but where would your life be if you had not met the Lord? If God had not been on your side, where would you be now? Why not kind of just imagine that for a moment? And allow that to kind of lead you into maybe just a short time of of prayers, of thanksgiving and gratitude for what he has done. Imagine what could your life have been like if you'd not met the Lord. I would dread to think where I would be right now. So spend some time just sharing that. And then again, I just want kind of some stories. Uh, For a few moments, tell each other stories of God's goodness to you that he's shown to you recently. The the more recent he has shown his goodness to you, the better. So why not tell stories, build up each other's faith by sharing your testimonies together of God's goodness. And then the third question is this, what does God's protection look like? This is actually a big question. This is a loaded question. How does God protect us? What I'd like you to do here is to think about the stories in Scripture, how God protected his people. I think, well, what do we learn from that? Now, this this is actually quite a complicated question in some ways because you're going to have to do some work. You're going to have to think of stories in Scripture and think about 
How did God protect them? Why did he protect them? Did those people do something to bring about God's protection? So dig out everything you know about uh, about the Bible. All those kind of stories that you have hidden at the back of your mind. Draw them out. What does the Bible say about how he protects us? It's a, it's a fascinating thing to do, to think about how he does this, but also to think about, well, what steps do we need to do to ensure that we are always within God's protection? Because God's protection isn't always guaranteed in the sense that if you wander away from God, if you are living in sin, then his protection isn't taken away. You've just moved out of it. You've moved out of the covering of his protection. So do some digging around in the the background of your mind and think about the stories of how God protected his people and what happened within that whole situation. Have some fun with those questions. Uh, They are kind of all more story questions, both stories from scripture and stories from your life. Uh, But in that, let's kind of encourage one another with what God has done for us. So that brings us uh, to an end. Thank you for joining us. It has been great just to share some thoughts with you. Uh, And uh, next week will be the last in our Psalms of Ascent. Uh, We then go on to, um, we're celebrating our 200th anniversary the following week. And then we're into uh, our Christmas series. So uh, there'll be more about that coming out soon. So I'll see you on Sunday, I hope. Uh, Until then, stay, stay safe and I'll see you then. Bye.